Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow forgotten patriots beleaguered and besieged by our government on this, the fourth week of the great American suspension of our Constitution. This is Daniel Horowitz back in the House for a new week here under siege, under house arrest, until they take away our freedom of speech. But until then, we will do everything we can to get out the truth and fight for our republic. Fight for what's right. Fight for the everyday American who is having his lives or or his life's dream and his business that he built his whole life destroyed while criminals and illegal aliens are the only ones with access to the courts to have their BS rights affirmed and are released into our communities while crime is rising. And yet so many people cannot get to a gun store to purchase a gun. Certainly a lot going on this week. Um, When we are off for a weekend, typically weekends are quiet. We come back Monday, pick up from where we left. But my gosh, since Friday's blockbuster show with Congressman Massey, and by the way, if you haven't heard it, you really do need to hear that show. It really was uh, just one of our best shows, a full hour, um, literally just denuding Congress before our eyes. Uh, That was much needed. But today, I want to kick you guys in the pants. You guys need to realize the seriousness of the juxtaposition of our lives and liberties being needlessly clamped down while criminals are let out, while the things that engender the biggest gatherings and the biggest spread of a virus, like subways, are left open, while we have the very people who flew in God knows how many people from China three months into this virus, including after the shutoff, we're going to talk about that, and said we could have mass gatherings in Chinatown weeks after we knew what was going on. People packed like sardines in places like Queens, New York, in the worst hotspots, now telling Americans in all 3,000 counties, even where there are very few cases, everything must be shut down, including doctors' offices, hospitals, ironically, and businesses that took a lifetime to establish. When are we going to rise up? Folks, a couple things I need you to do. Number one, I need you guys to go to blazetv.com forward slash CR, and please, please get your one-time subscription to Blaze TV, an entire year's worth of content of all of our shows, all of our content for just 69 bucks, 30% off, one-time offer. Again, this is not just to give me a job, although that would help. This is a matter of, are we going to have any watchdog? There's no government watchdog. And, you know, Fox News falls in line. So where are you going to turn? So look, those of you who lost a job, I don't want you to spend an extra penny. But those of you who are still working, just 69 bucks to uh, really keep the lights on here. Um, Because that's the thing. I mean, this is what people don't understand. Even if you could work at home, which I could work at home forever, I could do everything I can. My phone calls with my sources, my writing, my researching, my show, the studio set up here. Um, I could do everything I can with my kids yelping in the background. But, um, you know, here's here's the reality. Even if you could logistically work from home, you rely on an industry or industries that don't. 
And that is the issue here. That is why we are all shut down. I want to preface this with a story, um, a personal story that, that is so maddening that I think gets to one of our calls for action. So I was walking on my block and bump into one of the neighbors. Nice guy. Very nice guy. Um, we're friends. But, you know, like most of my neighbors, they work for Social Security. Social Security has its headquarters, which is like a massive city on the west side of Baltimore. So many people work there. I, I've told you about this before. I, I honestly don't know what a lot of them do on a given day. There's a lot of jokes in, in the neighborhood about it. You know, people starting businesses and doing all sorts of things while they're there because basically they give uh, uh, five people the work of one person or the equivalent of one person in the private sector. And w what I find interesting is, so every time there's a threat of a government shutdown, so these type of people get very antsy. Oh, you know, you're shutting their government. So you're, you're not allowed to engage in an important political battle over very important policy outcomes if that might risk a temporary shutdown of some of government jobs. Even though nobody in the public notices when, when, they're, when they're closed. I mean, now we know what a shutdown is. But when government is shut down, nobody gives a darn, okay? And then as far as the workers, as sure as the sun rises the next day, everyone knows the political football it is, they will be repaid, and they always are. So at worst, for two, three weeks, okay, so you have your paycheck delayed, but retroactively you get paid. Now, if someone were going to tell me, look, Daniel, in return for maybe just making sure you have enough from savings to checking to your checking account to cover for those few weeks, you're going to have a delayed paycheck or two, but you'll get paid back and you will have a three-week paid vacation where you could do whatever you want. And then once it's over, you're going to come back. Your job, as sure as the sun rises, will be there. It will always be there. You'll always have it. Your salary will continue. Well, not only wouldn't that be so bad, I would embrace it. Oh, Daniel, some people will die if they miss one paycheck. Yeah, but you know, not these workers that I'm talking about on my block. You know, the average one, they make about 120, 125,000, and that doesn't include the massive health benefits that we all got crushed with post Obamacare, but they get um, the pension, um, obviously retirement, matching 401k, all the benefits that federal government workers get all the time off they could take and still get paid that they accrue over the course of the years. It truly is unbelievable. They're not filthy rich off of it, but you're not, you know, you're not going paycheck to paycheck from that. So they all have savings and they all have the ability to deal with that. But nonetheless, oh, it's a national emergency. I have to feel guilty, like, you know, fighting for a certain issue that it's causing some of my neighbors to be furloughed when they're going to come back and they're going to get paid retroactively anyway. But anyway, now that we have an economic Hiroshima on the private sector, so I got into talking with him, and he's, you know, of course, very into, yeah, yeah, we need to shut it down. People aren't doing enough. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to. I, I, I said, like, you know, like a vaccine could be 12 to 18 months. It could be even longer than that. Like, you, you think it should go on that long? And like, yeah, I don't care, I don't care. And the thought crossed my mind, you know, this is emblematic of all government workers, including those at the top levels that are actually inducing the shutdown. See, even if this would open up after six to eight weeks, 
it's not like you could just come back to your small business. A lot of them are, are gone forever. Whereas if you're a government worker, A, they're not even temporarily shut down. It's great because they get to go and, you know, it's a little romantic. You get to work from home, I'm sure, or reduce the workload than even what they typically have, which is pretty reduced. And then they know no matter what happens to this economy, if you are a government worker, your job will be standing. You, you, will, you can never doubt that. All of our jobs, every one of us, 100%, if you do not work for government, your job is at risk. Because you can't have a Hiroshima when everyone's connected. Again, I mean, we could do everything we can online, downloads, clicks. Um, if anything, traffic and downloads are the highest they've ever been. But if you don't have advertisers, then you're done. So certainly those of you that don't rely on online stuff and directly deal with production and things like that that are more physical and grounded in work that is needed on site, you're done. And it, it, just, it just bothered me, this conversation. I was thinking, that's the problem. They need to share in the misery. See, here's the problem. The government officials have worked it out perfectly. They get paid. They get to virtue signal in front of the media and, and obfuscate the issue, focus in a vacuum on coronavirus with nothing else. And even on coronavirus, they don't focus on how it started, when it started, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And then the notion that what they're doing might even make this worse. I mean, here, here's the dirty little secret. And Fauci is starting to say this. That basically, because we don't have the stomach to power through it, like South Korea did, like we've always done. We've always done. I asked my father, you know, what was it like to be alive during the 1957 and 1968 Asian flus, which, by the way, killed at least 100,000 apiece in the U.S. And the population was much smaller then. And my father was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I remember the 1972 oil crisis. I don't remember that. So those of you in the audience who were old enough at the time to remember, let me know if you remember it. The idea is you got to power through it. You need herd immunity, not herd mentality. But the reality is when you shut this all down, not only are we going to destroy the country, destroy the dreams of small business owners, you know, because the industries will always get paid back. But, and obviously all the people that are non-corona patients are going to die, so many people dying because they don't have access to healthcare from this needless shutdown of even medical care. But even the even coronavirus, you're not going to solve it. Don't we have a right to say, hey, isn't your strategy, it's not just that it's not worth it. It's not just that the cure is worse than the illness. You're not curing the illness because you're never achieving herd immunity. So they're admitting now that we're going to have to open it up and then, oh, we're going to see people die because people are going to continue dying because you don't have enough herd immunity. It's not a high enough percentage. And we're going to keep doing this. So we need to rise up. But in order to do that, it's time to demand, call your congressmen, call your state legislatures and say that legislators and top executive officials should not get paid until the economy is moving again. That's number one. 
And I really think even lower level government officials, all government workers, why should they be guaranteed 100% of their salary 100% of the time, no matter whether their job is needed or their job is pathetic, which is most of these federal workers? Why should we all be on the hook just in three, just in the first two weeks? According to Kaiser Health uh, Survey, 39% of Americans have seen either um, layoffs, they've been cut back hours, or they've been cut back salary or wages. You give this another just few more weeks, that number will be well over half the country. How do you have the entire country like that and 100% of every federal worker, no matter their job, getting 100% of their salary in perpetuity. That needs to change. They need to share in the, in, in the pain with the rest of their fellow Americans. And then maybe suddenly they'll see the science a little bit different. They'll see the science in the real way, not the common core science of doc, Dr. Falky and, and Burks, the Tony and Debbie show every day. So that's one thing that you need to call up your members of Congress. And let me know. Get, get back to me, dharowitz at blazemedia.com. Also sign up for Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary, our Facebook page. There's a blue button there you could press to send an email to our team. Let us know. Adopt a state for us. And, and uh, contact your members of the legislature and, and demand that they get back into session. And stop the martial law. Stop the arbitrary and capricious shutdowns of things that never engender big crowds while things that do engender big crowds aren't shut down. Or if they're not willing to do that, and let me know what they tell you, go in the opposite direction. Then everything needs to be shut down. Mass transit needs to be shut down, supermarkets, Walmart, Home Depot, and yes, government jobs. Stay the hell home, okay? If you're going to do it, then do it for real. Let's face it, I mean, supermarkets, Walmart, much bigger threat than most businesses and doctors' practices that are being shut down. Remember, all these pain patients that can't go in, all these family medical um, centers, which are already beleaguered by Obamacare with all the mergers and acquisitions and monopolies that government created. You're never going to get that back. The furloughing of medical personnel at a time when we supposedly need them. This is the big circular logic. Oh my God, we got to shut it down. You can't have non-corona healthcare because we need them. And then most hospitals don't even have them. And then, but they're not allowed to do surgery either. So there's nothing left. You come full circle and they get laid off. That, my friends, is corona science. That is common core corona math and, and science. All in Falky's models. Or something that rhymes with that. So anyway, that's what we need to find out from these people. It's time to rise up and reopen America. Again, it doesn't mean fully, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We're not the ones that said to have mass travel from Wuhan and have 100,000 people in the streets of Queens packed like sardines holding these massive lunar year whatever celebrations. I guess we're all, we celebrate Chinese holidays now in America. Weeks upon weeks after brave Chinese doctors went on social media, many of them lost their lives because of it, not from the virus, but from the commie government, 
to warn us about what was going on in Wuhan. Those very dogs have the right to put Americans under house arrest? To arrest a, a random guy boating isolatedly? I mean, in an isolated way, in a, in a, in a off the coast? Arrest a woman for going for a joyride just in her own car as an individual in Pennsylvania? Shutting down medical practices where doctors certainly know how to properly space people and everything much more than the stupid government that is running the mass transit nose? You know, it's interesting. I saw this on Twitter. Um... Brian Lanus, the national correspondent for, or one national correspondent for Fox News, he put out on Twitter that 22 New York City transit workers, buses and subways, have died. 5,430 employees are quarantined and 1,092 tested positive. That's more than the NYPD and the New York Fire Department combined. Gee, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what spread it know how to prioritize here i'm sorry i mean you guys got to follow me at rm conservative on twitter you could see some of my you know short cutting comments obviously my articles but i'll start off with what i believe is the most important story of the entire weekend and ironically it came from the new york times random reporting but good reporting once in a while you find it so they reported over the weekend, that there are 430,000 direct or, or individuals coming in on direct flights from China since New Year's. By then, our country, see, you could say December, maybe we didn't know what was going on in Wuhan. By January 1st, there is no way that our intel agencies didn't know what was going on there. I'm sick of hearing the Chinese cover up. Well, yeah, snakes bite. We know they're going to do that. The problem is our government lied. But moreover, they reported that 40,000 people have come in from China since the shutoff, supposedly, on February 2nd. Could you believe that? And here's the deal, folks. I just want you guys to know that it's not like these were important cargo that you could say, oh, it was just American... Uh, public officials going back to get the ventilators and masks because, after all, we sold ourselves out to China. So that's what explains all of this travel. No. I mean, I looked at the State Department numbers. You could look it up yourself. Just Google State Department monthly uh, statistics, non-immigrant visa issuance, and you could see, I mean, we issued almost 5,000 visas, tourist visas, many more visas, but tourist visas, to Chinese nationals in February. God knows how many in January. I didn't even look at that yet. And you know what? We issued about 350 to Iran. Iranian nationals in February. Forget about January. So this is where we are. The bulk of them, according to the New York Times, came in. In airports in LA, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Seattle, Newark, and Detroit. Thousands of them flew directly from Wuhan, the center of the coronavirus outbreak. So there you go. There, there, there's no enigma here. Oh my gosh, what do we do? We have to do lockdown. No, it's, it's got to run its course, but it's only running its course because you idiots let it in. In mass. 
This shutoff was a lie. 19 flights departed Wuhan in January for New York or San Francisco, and the flights were largely full, according to Veriflight. Reports the Times for about 4,000 travelers. There was no enhanced screening. So that was before January 17th, when it was just totally nothing going on there. About 60% of travelers on direct flights from China in February, February, were not American citizens. <laughs> now, you, now you know why we had this outbreak in early March that coincided with the testing. We had it before, and then we reloaded the gun. We reloaded the gun. And remember, all of this is predicated on direct flights from China. You want to know how many indirect flights we had? God knows, many more. Because remember, a lot of people fly from there indirectly. They go through Tokyo. They go through Vancouver. And then this certainly doesn't include the Italian and you know Italy and Spain and all the secondary countries that were hit that we had traveled from. Even in February, after the supposed shutoff, although it was after the Chinese shutoff, we didn't shut off from Europe until <laughs> well into March. It was like March 10th, March 12th. Anyway, um, we gave out almost 2,000 visas to, to Italian nationals in February. January, forget it. So there's your answer. Don't sit and point fingers like that nurse ratchet Debbie Burks. Oh, you're not flattening your curve enough. Which the truth is, now it actually is flattening. If you look at the data from the last few days, on all measures in New York City and really most places, hospitalization increases are down. Ventilators are down. I mean, that whole thing was a myth. Fine, you want to mobilize, that's fine, and we need to. But don't lie and don't panic people. The models were off, 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 off. So that's the first half of our unjust government. They let it all in months after knowing that there was an outbreak from the very source countries. Country. And again, let's just keep in mind here, very important, you can't bail water from a sinking boat while you're enlarging the hole. We kept bringing them in. Now, here's the second half. So you bring them in. Now what do you do? Well, as you well know, none of us are saying that we should do nothing and just act as if nothing is going on. We're all being very careful. You, you, you avoid, you, you don't have large gatherings, but you don't have to, sh and, and, and look, that is going to take a bite out of the economy. Barring international travel is going to do that. But it won't be a, a economic Hiroshima. Yet, these very same people who want to ban individuals from paddling alone in a lake, people from just simply going out for a pleasure drive, they, in February, encouraged mass gatherings in the worst areas of the demographics most likely affected by it. Let me tell you something, folks. February 9th, to me, is the day that sealed the lives of many people in New York. Queens. Notice Queens has it worse than anywhere else. Queens accounts for 10% of all national COVID-19 deaths. 
Okay? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm just trying to do the math in my head now. I think Queens is probably something, it's 2.3 million people, probably something like 0.6% of the national population, but it counts for 10% of the national deaths. And it was known, the New York Times reported this on January 28th, that a lot of Chinese immigrants recently came back from Wuhan in Queens, Chinatown. Julie Kelly wrote a great piece at American Greatness showing how in, in some of the zip codes in Queens, we're seeing a 60% positive rate in coronavirus testing. Most other places in the country is 10, 15%. Elmer's Hospital is the closest to Chinatown. It has the worst situation unfolding there. But even there, just, just so you know, we're not seeing a war zone like the media is saying. It's a lie. Now, obviously, the population density aggravates the spread. But there's no doubt that the initial outbreak came from the Chinese nationals flying in there. Anyway, February 9th, Chinatown held a massive Lunar New Year celebration. Um, I guess it's a thing now. We celebrate Chinese holidays in this country. I'm sure the Chinese celebrate July 4th. Um, so, I mean, there's pictures of Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco yupping up there in different Chinatowns, but the worst was in Queens, New York. There's pictures you could find of them packed like sardines in the streets there. So people, I mean, this was known. The Chinese dissidents were warning a month earlier about what was going on in Wuhan. I mean, we were broadcasting shows on this weeks before that, February 9th. But all these very same fascists that had no problem letting it in, that now want full lockdown, want to suspend the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, every last right to, for life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness on individuals that don't engender a need for large gatherings, they actually criticize people for warning, warning not to hold these gatherings. City Health Commissioner Dr. Oxiris Barbot, we'll just call her butthead, same person advocating for fascism now, New York City Health Commissioner, knowing that thousands flew indirectly from Wuhan in that very area, she said the importance of events like this is to share with New Yorkers the reality that there is some things that we know, some things we don't know, and we are still learning. The risk for New Yorkers of the coronavirus is low. And our preparedness as a city is very high. While it is understandable that people feel anxious, that is no way, shape, or form an excuse for them to use. This is an opportunity to spread misinformation, to spread racist ideas, because that is currently the greatest risk to New Yorkers. Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez, she represents Brooklyn, parts of Queens. She mocked people for not coming, and she said, I expect that more consumers will walk through the doors like nothing is happening. Because really nothing is happening. Well, now she herself has the virus. Now look, we wish her a speedy, full recovery. But this brings out the broader point. The very people that are saying, save a life, save a life, do something. We're not doing enough. Huh? Do you want people to die? When there's nothing you can do now, and what they're doing is counterintuitive. But when we could have done something, which was A, not bring it into the country for months, and B, when it was brought in, at least initially, do the ninety-five, do the 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 part that maybe is five percent pain, but 
avoids 95% of the spread, which is just avoiding mass gatherings rather than a complete lockdown. They didn't do. And they fought against anyone who did it because back then everyone knew it came from the Chinese. So you can't be racist. Folks, just this alone would render our government an unjust government that Thomas Jefferson laid down along with life, liberty, and property and popular sovereignty, all rights being violated, by the way, now, the right to throw off a tyrannical government. I'm, I'm dead serious. That alone, that they have done this to us. I mean, I, I just saw Mark Akorian of CIS put out. They, we brought in a smattering of refugees even after the supposed March 19th shut off while we're under house arrest. How disgraceful is that? But here we go, folks. It's worse than that. Now this very same government that brought in all the Chinese and had mass gatherings and the subways going and they put us under house arrest. They're letting go criminals. I want to read to you a story to me that embodies what is going on in the worst sense imaginable. The worst mix of jailbreak and corona fascism. This is from our friends at westernjournal.com. An elderly woman is dead after police say she was attacked by another hospital patient for not allowing for not following social distancing. Read this. The New York Daily News reported Janie Marshall, 86, was admitted to Bedford Woodhall Hospital in Brooklyn with a bowel obstruction. Marshall was walking in the hallway in the hospital on March 28th when she innocently stopped and grabbed the metal stand. That is when a 32-year-old woman in a nearby room lashed out and allegedly attacked Marshall. Cassandra Lundy allegedly punched Marshall in the head, causing her to fall to the ground, according to police. The New York Post reported the fall caused the elder elderly woman to crack her head on the floor. She was pronounced dead four hours later. The outlet said that the motive for the alleged attack was that Marshall wasn't following coronavirus social distancing guidelines. The Post reported Lundy was upset that Marshall didn't stay more than six feet away. Hospital staff waited more than five hours after Marshall's death to report the incident to police. The delay was blamed on the fact that Woodall is swamped with patients because of the coronavirus act, pa pandemic. As of Wednesday, Lundy was not in police custody. She was merely cited for disorderly conduct. However, if Marshall's autopsy determines the attack, which was captured on video, caused her death, Lundy could face homicide charges. The report said, you guessed it, you guessed it, folks, Lundy has 17 prior arrests, including drug possession, trespassing, assault, and, tra and strangulation. But she didn't serve time. We have an unjust government. Think about the power of that story. The mix of jailbreak of a woman that should have never been let out and is out on jail to police. I guess maybe, maybe she should be appointed the corona fascist uh, czar to patrol. Punched an 86-year-old woman, cracked her head on the ground, and she's dead. In many ways, that's metaphoric for what's happening to us. Release criminals, release sex offenders, release illegal aliens, take our businesses, take our jobs. What is this, Nazi Germany? Really? Lock us in our houses? Let in more Chinese? Unemployment? Bring in more foreign workers? 
What the hell is going on here? You tell me if this is not something that engenders the need to shirk off a tyrannical government. I would love to know what is. What is? Yeah, we won't even call our legislators and our congressmen and demand that they get back into session and deal with this. These are not light and transient causes for which our founders advised against pursuing a wholesale rebellion. No siree. See, we chose to, quote, suffer while evil evils are sufferable. And now we are left with very little recourse. Think how sick that is. But let's go on. Let's go on. This is everywhere now. All these stories. Um, let's see what else we have. So many major cities. Burglary is now up 75%. New York, Seattle, Houston, LA. All over the place. Going up and up and up. And yet, what are they doing? San Diego Sheriff. Everyone is required to stay home except to get food, care for a relative or friend, get necessary health care, or go, or go to an essential job. 22 people were sighted near the beach. Complacency is the enemy. Take social distancing more seriously to stop coronavirus. Hey, listen, piece of garbage sheriff in San Diego. So Matt Walsh put out that he knows someone who was a friend of one of these guys sighted, and they said they weren't partying at the beach. They didn't know each other. They were, they were just eating in their car, stopped. A few of them got out of their car, were way more than six feet apart from each other. Yet again, the very people that encouraged Chinatown gatherings, the very people that are encouraging to keep subways opened and buses running, you can't even go in your own car. You cannot even go in your own car. Think about that. Then you have this case in Pennsylvania from the TribuneLive.com. Everyone's talking about this. I know Mark Levin tweeted it out. A York County woman this week was the first person in Pennsylvania to be cited for violating Governor Tom Wolf's stay-at-home order. The 19-year-old woman was given a non-traffic citation for allegedly going for a drive, according to the citation obtained by Live. State Police spokesman Ryan Turkowski said Friday the woman initially was pulled over because of a vehicle code violation. Warnings have been issued by troopers in Troop A. Um, Troopers can use their discretion during situations to decide if a citation is warranted. Folks, why are we taking this? Email me at dharwoods.blazemedia.com. Let me know, what is your theory? Why are we not rising up? The amalgamation of conflicting and hypocritical, arbitrary and capricious edicts that are being promulgated lawlessly demonstrate an outcome that is extremely dark. Extremely, extremely dark. In Manhattan, pedestrians were walking on the, they have like these sidewalks that go around the water, and a drone was flying overhead yelling out a message, maintain social distancing. This is 1984, just a couple decades later. Bodega burglaries spike 400% in New York City. So you could work your whole life to build up a shop, 
a lot of immigrants, by the way, that they, they supposedly, you know, are pro-immigrant. And um, if, if you're caught opening them, you are, even though there's like three people in them, you're arrested. But if you loot them, you're not. So what do you get? A 400% increase. Then you have, I mean, this story is just embodies everything. John Binder at um, Breitbart. A California federal judge appointed by former President Jimmy Carter has mandated the release from prison six illegal aliens and legal immigrants convicted of child molestation, child abuse, drunk driving, and drug trafficking. U.S. District Judge and Central District of California Judge Terry Hatter, never heard of the guy, has ordered the release of six illegal aliens and legal immigrants, the majority of whom have been in ICE custody after felony convictions. And they, they go on to list on the ACLU. The ACLU got them released. So the ACLU is nowhere to be seen for all these other people. Life, liberty, and property being destroyed. But foreign national sex offenders, child molesters, are let go. One of them was convicted of child sex crimes against a minor under 14 years old. Another convicted child abuser. We'll link to this in show notes. It's disgusting. What is going on here? This is sick. Sick beyond belief. By the way, I just want to mention while we're at it, this is not a corona jailbreak, but just a general jailbreak. Just the sickness of what we're seeing with jailbreak. There was a convicted felon in northern Georgia who was arrested for the murder of a five-year-old girl in North Georgia. Authorities say the girl had substantial bruising on her body. Ethan Gathright, 22, was asked to watch the girl for a family member. Gathright was previously arrested for a string of robberies against women in 2014. He was paroled in 2018 and began his probation in August 2019. Well, he violated his parole, wasn't locked up, and now brutally killed a five-year-old girl. I don't. I have to check on a map if this is Doug Collins' district. It either is or it's the one next to it. Doug Collins is running for Senate there. If you remember, he was the lead sponsor with Hakeem Jeffries of the original jailbreak bill, which was even worse than what wound up passing. Folks, if I wanted to conjure up a more unjust, a more perverted, corrupt form of government than what we have today, Think about what what would you do? How how could you paint a picture more evil than what we have with our government today? Let out the criminals, let out the criminal alien sex offenders, bring in endless Chinese after you know of the of the virus. Have them pack into all the Chinatowns in February and host these celebrations, which is why Queens was hit so bad. Then you go to the other end, lock up all Americans, except for criminals. Bring in refugees. Bring in more foreign workers while our dreams and businesses are shattered. Have them loot burglaries up 75%. And they say, we're going to come after you. Folks, the Revolutionary War, what was it? The intolerable acts. Give me a break. They got nothing on us. There was a drop in the bucket. The freedom the colonists had compared to to, to this, how much longer are we going to tolerate this crap? 
especially with all the models being proven wrong, all the lies. And again, yes, people are dying, but they're dying, as I mentioned, because of these assholes that let them in the country and had these mass gatherings. Rather than prudentially not letting it in the country and during the course of the virus, doing the distancing, doing common sense, wearing protective gear, but not shutting everything down. How much longer are we as a people going to tolerate this? That's the question. We don't have a good answer yet. No siree. We don't have a good answer. But this is corrupt and disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Um, it's another case someone just sent me. It was a guy walking his dog and was arrested. Police called it an unnecessary journey. Okay, this was in the UK. It wasn't in America. But, but the, you know, again, if, if we are losing 100 years of liberty per day. So you wait another day or two and it's getting worse and worse. Disgusting beyond belief. The snitch hotlines. The surveillance. What else do we have here? There's tons of stories in my notes we're not going to get to. But meanwhile... Subways are opened. Brian Lanis of uh, Fox News reports, a startling high number of New York City Metro employees have died from COVID, mostly workers from buses and subways, higher than NYPD and the fire department combined by about double. 22 deaths, 5,430 are quarantined, and nearly 1,100 tested positive. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> everything we shouldn't be doing, we're doing, and everything we should be doing, we're not doing. Meanwhile, they spy on us. How sick is that? Fauci says it's likely that coronavirus will be seasonal. This is the new norm. This is what the media is going to clamor for all the time, even if we get this going again. That's how sick this is. Where is this? I wanted to get to a story. Um, Google is developing a tracking tool that will publicly track people's movements, allowing health officials to check whether their communities are abiding by sanction against it. If I hear that word again, I'm going to slam someone. This is where we are. The New York Times already did it. They published a heat map trying to shame southern states and the Great Plains. This is disgusting beyond belief. And then, have we ever thought about the mental health issues? This is from the Indy Star, Indianapolis. Sullivan said Indiana's 211 hotline went from receiving roughly 1,000 calls a day regarding mental health including suicidal suicidal ideation, to 25,000 calls a day. And calls to Indiana's addiction hotlines went from an average of 20 a week to 20 a day. Let's Even if we had, even if the virus died, let's say in three weeks from now, and everything went back to as normal as it could be, just the gap in between, could you imagine the government programs that will be justified for mental health, for education, all the misservices, 
and no one will want to vote against it. Our, our relationship with government has fundamentally changed. Why are we frogs in the boiling water? Why don't we jump out? It's not even a slow boil. Let me give you one more story before I blow a gasket. New York Post, a Massachusetts man convicted of repeatedly raping a 12-year-old boy was ordered released from jail Friday because he suffers from health conditions that can make him vulnerable to coronavirus. Glenn Christie, 54, who uses a wheelchair, was ordered released from the Massachusetts Treatment Center by Superior Court Judge Heidi Breiger, may she rot in hell. One of the conditions is that Christie tests negative for COVID. Christie was convicted of child rape and indecent assault and a child under 14 was being held for violating his probation conditions, according to the report. So what's happening now is we have all this jailbreak and then they violate their parole. And most of them don't get locked up, but some of them do. So anyone who violated the parole, they'll say it's a low-level crime. It's violating parole. But really, their underlying crimes were insane. There is not a single court injunction on a single thing that's arbitrary and capricious. Remember, even quarantine, and this is not quarantine, it's lockdown of an entire nation, as I've noted before, that's unconstitutional. You can only quarantine people from the general pop population. You can't shut down an entire general population. But even so, even for individuals, it can't result in absurd outcomes, and it has to be narrowly, the, mo the narrowest tailor-made edict to achieve the state interest. This, my friends, ain't narrow. You don't need to lock down individuals. It's not even about the stupid social distancing. It's people that are alone. Alone. They're locking up. How much longer are we going to take this? This warrants a shooting war. Bar none. But nonetheless, we're not even doing anything. So let's start with what we can do. I want to avoid that. So what we should do, you must contact. You know, I'm issuing, everyone gets to issue an edict now. So I'm issuing my own. You must contact your city or county councilmen, your state legislators, and your congressmen, and demand that they stop cowering and stop allowing executives to rule by fiat unconstitutionally. Demand that they answer the questions of why they are working off of models that are wrong. Demand how they know what they're doing is working when this has been here for months, why they didn't speak up then. Why are they going overbroad to violate the Constitution under anyone's strategy why are criminals and illegal aliens being released the we need answers we need demands that legislators as well as high-ranking executive officials do not get paid throughout this ordeal and we need to demand that if they're going to do this to us we're not paying taxes you can't steal our jobs and make us pay property taxes abolish property taxes for a year or at least until the economy is moving then we'll see what happens. Folks, we're about out of time. We need to pray. We need to pray for ourselves, for our country. I still have to pinch myself to realize we're living in these times. 
But again, send this show to 50 to 100 of your friends. Go to Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary and like our page at Facebook. Send an email to our team, and you could be part of our strike force to report back to us on what you're hearing in your states. We're going to create a snitch hotline of our own to document all the worst corona fascists. We'll be watching them. We're going to take names. Folks, it's time to rise up and take back our republic. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all.